Support for WXAV is being provided by Bookies, an independent bookstore located at 10324 Southwestern Avenue in Chicago. Bookies has large inventory of new and used books for both adults and children across many genres. Bookies places orders daily for books not currently in stock. For more information and upcoming events, please visit their website at bookiesbookstores.com. You can also follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Support for WXAV 88.3 FM is being provided by Mozart Immersive, the soul of a genius. With music conducted by Mikhail Baryshnikov, this premier production uses AI technology woven around Mozart's music to create an immersive journey. Taking place at the Lighthouse Art Space in Chicago. For more information, please visit MozartImmersive.com. That's MozartImmersive.com. This podcast is being brought to you by WXAV 88.3 FM and WXAV.com. WXAV, bringing the best podcasts to you. What's up, everybody? I'm Henry Hogan here with... Patrick Cummings. We're going to be talking baseball today. We're gonna be, we got the Chicago White Sox, the Cubs, and uh, the crosstown rivalry between the two on the agenda today. Um, we're going to start it off with the with the Chicago Cubs here. Um... Pretty okay season for the Cubs this year. Um, you know, you got players like Ian Happ, like Horner, like Bellinger. Um, lots of standout guys that you wouldn't really think would produce like that. Uh, what do you think, Patrick? Yeah, like you said, uh, Ian Happ, uh, Marcus Stroman, and uh, they, they have a couple guys like Patrick Wisdom, 14 home runs on the year. Uh, he might be a guy to take the Cubs. will be trading at the trade deadline um, come towards uh, end of July, through, uh, July 28th through August 3rd. I believe it's the trade deadline, right? Right. Okay. So I, I think for the Cubs, they have a lot of young talent, and they have a lot of bright spots. Obviously, they had Dansby Swanson on the team. Cody Bellinger, um, he's injured right now. He's been out since, what, May 15th? May 17th. It said May 15th May with 15th. the knee injury, I think. Knee injury. Uh, if personally, if I'm the Cubs, like GM or um, whoever makes the decisions, I do not re-sign Bellinger because I, although he was the MVP uh, in 2019, uh, he just he just really has it by himself. Um, then with the Dodgers, but the, when he got to the Cubs, he's been better. But I think overall. Uh, from the Cubs, I look for something a little bit, a little bit better than uh, Cody Bellinger. Um, who who else do they have that, that really stands out? I think you got most of them. I think uh, I really like Stroman. Um, Hap is he's been there for a while. I I really like him. Um, and yeah, um, Bellinger too. He's been he's been pretty good, but not. Like two fifty four batting average, seven home runs, one point four wards to name a few. But that's that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think their pitching has been pretty good. Justin Steele, uh, I think that's their second guy in the in the rotation. Two point six two ERA, eight and two record. Um, very nice season for him. Uh, walks, hits, uh, plus er, divided by innings pitched, got 1.063 on there. So, yeah, uh, very solid uh, season in terms of pitching for the Cubs. They got some bats in their lineup, and, uh, yeah, let's just see how 
their season turns out because they're currently three and a half back of the Reds and the Brewers are a half game back. So they're very much in this race to win the division. Uh, pretty open division here in the NL Central. Probably one of the most uh, up for grabs divisions in baseball. Yeah, yeah, the Reds are going to be a problem for the Cubs along with the Brewers, I could say. Uh, the Reds had just exploded this season with 12, a 12 game winning streak that did get snapped a couple days ago by the Braves. It was, uh, yeah. By the Braves. Uh, but um, they have a, uh, a young guy in De La Cruz. Yeah. Ellie um, De La Cruz. Ellie De La Cruz. Uh, I really like him. Um, but overall, I, th- I think uh, the Cubs, they're, they're having challenges in the division. But how, how many games are they back? Three and a half? Three and a half. Three and a half games back. In the division, um, so I think if they just keep on developing, and I think the only question and concerns I have, the, the main concern I have with the Cubs is uh, their coach and uh, David Ro- David, David Ross. Ross. David Ross. Right. Um, from what I've heard, he's, he has not been the, the greatest coach. Um, just with the, just with like this decision making, and you know the lineup and um, uh, bullpen. But yeah, overall, I think if the Cubs just keep on developing and gelling, then um, they should be in a pretty good position. Right. Uh, I think if they buy in at the deadline, I think they could make a push for the playoffs. Um, maybe swipe that division from the Reds because, like I said, it's very up for grabs, and yeah. the any teams could go cold or just go away at any certain point. So. Yeah, um, certainly intriguing for the Cubs, a team to keep an eye on, a division to keep an, an eye on, because um, even the Pirates are five back, who, which, who still have a chance, which is which is interesting. Pirates started really good this, yeah, they, this season, and then like, they just fell apart. I think they were first in the NL Central at one point. Uh, well, but, yeah, I think, they, I think they also had like, the second-best record in baseball behind the Rays. Yeah, that was crazy. So... Um, move, on, move on to the White Sox? Yeah, let's move on to the White Sox here. Um, the White Sox, very disappointing. Um, yeah, very disappointing. Uh, pitching, I mean, bad. Uh, hitting, very untimely. Uh, you got Robert, who's their main producer, probably. 22 home runs in the year. Right, 22 home runs, 272 batting average. Might he's in right in there in the race for uh, most home runs in in the league. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of he's behind Otani, in which Otani uh, faced the White Sox last night and he made history with uh, at least two home runs and what ten strikeouts or close to that. Yeah, yeah. He, Otani had a historic night as he as he usually does against any other team in MLB. He showed Otani um, along with Mike Trout. Um, I I remember watching the game at Mike Kopech through a pitch right down the middle to Otani and that's just like one of those pitches like why do you throw a you know right down the middle to Shohei Otani um, and then he had another one off of I don't know what uh, pitcher we had up after Co- after Kopech but um, yeah I think it's it comes down to poor management for the White Sox um, injuries uh, inconsistency. 
uh, with both the pitching and the bullpen. Uh, it's like one one's great, the other one's just not that very good. Um, I think the the one thing with the White Sox, I guess you could say, is a positive is that most of these guys are on their last deals. So like, yes, Monty Grandal is going to be gone, I believe. I'm I'm going to assume that Moncada is going to be gone. So I think most of these guys are going to be gone right around the the trade deadline. Um, but the, another problem with the White Sox is what they have is their farm system. They're ranked 26th out of 30 teams. Yeah, 30 teams. 30 teams. Um, they did bring up Zach Remillard, in which uh, he's been showing a lot of flashes. Um, he His first debut against the Seattle Mariners, uh, he hit the, the game-tying RBI in the ninth, and then he hit the game-winning RBI in <clears throat> the like, 10th or 11th inning. Um, so I think that this kid that the White Sox have, they, he's another guy to uh, keep an eye on in the, ne- the near future. Um, but I think, like you said, the only guy that I can really look at and say, that's a guy we can either trade for a lot and develop around offensively is Luis Robert. Like, defensively, they have Don Cease and Julia that they can trade away. But Luis Robert's really the only guy I can look at and say, once again, either sign him or trade him away for a lot. Right, yeah, uh, a lot of teams want him. Uh, a lot of teams want that uh, power-speed uh, combo like that, you know, get a lot of doubles, you know, steal yeah. some bases. Uh, it's very intriguing for a playoff team to have, but it have to. It would take a lot to uh, get Robert away yeah. from the White Sox. Um, but, you know, uh, the other path they can take is try to build around Robert because he's yeah. still relatively yeah. young. Um, if they... Uh, rebuild and it's a, re- a successful rebuild. Uh, I think they can uh, win maybe a championship in the next uh, three four years mm. if 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 they rebuild right. You know, pick the right yeah. guys, send everybody up. But um, right now for the White Sox, uh, kind of looking down. You know, Lance Lynn is being six point four ERA, uh, not good, very not good. Um, Cease, he has a uh, 4.04 ERA, which it's not great, but it's better than Lynn and uh, maybe Kopek too. Um, Dylan's been starting to Dylan's been starting to play better recently. Uh, White Sox fan, I would look out because I would not be surprised if uh, Kenny Williams or Rick Hahn were let go to the season. I would even say Pedro Grifol or Ethan Katz. Um, so I think there's gonna be a lot of changes over the off season for the White Sox. Um, but I think since then, I, 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 everybody's for sale on the White Sox, even Luis Robert and, you know, even, you know, Dylan Cease, uh, there's a lot of the White Sox can trade here. Like, I, I don't see anybody taking a Roy or, um, who's another guy? Grandal's going to be a hard guy to get rid of. Um, I, people would take Vaughn, people would take Tim Anderson. It would be hard to, but I think people at the end, they would take Tim Anderson. Um, people uh, would also take, or I, I didn't say people, I say teams, would take um, our pitch, pitching staff and Dylan Cease and Lucas Giolito. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I I agree until you talk about Vaughn, because I, I really like Vaughn. I think they picked him third in, the, in 2020, I might maybe. 2019 
something like that. But I think he was the third overall draft pick, and he had a great year last year, you know, drove in, drove in some runs, hit some home runs. But uh, ha- having a worse year than he did last year, obviously, um, which is the case for most of their players over there in, in, sh- in Chicago, um, but I think Vaughn has a lot of upside, especially only only being uh, how old is he? I don't know, but he's still very young. Like um, he kind of early twenties, I'm going to assume. Yeah, uh, he's hitting two forty one. He's got twelve home runs. I mean, he's having a decent year. Um, not the greatest of years, but it's you know not as good as last year. Um, he had. He had 17 home runs last year, but he was hitting 271. On base percentage, was 321. Um, but he's 25 years old. He's 25, so yeah, still young, still has time to improve, and maybe could be another piece around Robert, who's also 25. So yeah. that could be an interesting young core if uh, maybe Vaughn can prove himself in the second half, because I. I was always high on Vaughn, but... He just hasn't really been the guy that we thought he was going to be. Kind of like with Gavin Sheets, where we kind of thought he was going to be a 30-plus uh, home run um, player you know, this year. But, unfortunately, he just hasn't been that guy. Uh, I think the only contract the White Sox do have to deal with for uh, a while is, is the, the Andrew Bantendi contract, where um, they have him five years and 75, 75, $2 million. It was five years, $75 million. $75 million, uh, which to me, I don't think it's going to be the worst thing in the world for the White Sox because concluding that Andrew Benintendi is still a, a pretty solid player. It's more He's more of a solid player on defense than he is on offense, but he, he can still drive and runs. He can still get on base. Um, but yeah, I think that that's really the only contract that the White Sox really had to deal with. Uh, let's move on to the uh, the Crosstown series. Yeah, um, I don't know how this Crosstown series is going to go. Maybe a little uncompetitive because I do like the the Cubs better as a team in, in terms of their stars and just in terms of their general guys. Like Most likely any game that Stroman starts uh, is going to be an L for the White Sox, so... Yeah, from what I've heard is that before like, the London series, there was like a set that he's like his like last couple starts, he's given up like two or less runs. Like he's had like, a one some or or uh, a very low two ERA uh, his last couple starts before the London series. Now, obviously, he had a bad game two in London against the St. Louis Cardinals, but I think at the end of the day, he's still Marcus Stroman, thirty-two years old. Um, I think, like you said, I think if he does start against the White Sox, he's going to dominate them. Yeah, good pitcher. Uh, an interesting stat is that he leads uh, the league in quality starts. Um, yeah, I think it's 15. But it's good that you can th- throw a guy out there and uh, he impresses every time. Uh, you can just ex- expect, like, six innings out of him, maybe one run ball, and... Yeah, just throw a guy out there, and he puts you in a good spot to to win the game. I think an interesting uh, part of his game is that he's only five foot seven, so he's a smaller guy. He's five a very small seven. guy, actually. Um, I'm and, taller than. than <laughs> yeah, it's like, 
That's uh, crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Um, 14 quality starts. So, yeah, uh, he leads the league in that. Uh, I mean, it's just you don't see guys that are five foot seven uh, producing as good as he does. But, you know, here he is uh, leading the Cubs in their pitching and just being a solid player in the MLB and top ten pitcher, I would say. So, for my prediction for the White Sox, White Sox and Cubs, I think the first series in guarantee rate field, I think the White Sox do take a game against them. And then I think when the White Sox head to Wrigley Field in uh, August, uh, right, I think right around the 16th, I think they they drop two games out of three uh, against the Cubs. Uh, what, what is your prediction, Henry? I like that prediction. Um, I don't know. I can't say... in. Definitely, because the White Sox could obviously improve uh, over the the trade deadline. I don't know if they're going to do that. I would say that prediction is pretty valid. You know, they take maybe two games. How many games is there in that series? Is it five? The over, total? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think there is five, five I, games. I think they maybe take... Three in Wrigley and two at Guarantee Rate Field. Yeah. Um, so, dropping two in... Wrigley is to be expected, and splitting it in guaranteed rate rate is also fairly realistic, even though, you know, you never know. It's baseball. It's Mm, it's, Well, sports are starting to become well as upsets happen. One quick last thing. Off the top of your head, do you have a a World Series prediction? World Series prediction? That's a tough one. Um, I would say the Rays... But I think a lot of times in all sports, the best team just doesn't pull it off. Um, it's starting to it's starting to kind of like maybe the very good teams. That's a tough one. I'm going to stick with the Rays as of right now. I would not be surprised if a team does get hot. Um, uh, maybe I'm trying to think of a team that that would get hot. Uh, maybe I, I, Houston's still Houston. Um, I think if if they could stay healthy. Uh, if Jordan Alvarez can get back to his uh, World Series form, uh, if Jose Abreu can stay healthy, then I think Houston does make a run. But I think right now it's just Tampa Bay's time. Yeah, I could agree with that, but obviously the best team always doesn't win. And the top of uh, the National League right now, the Braves, 52 wins, 27 losses. Got the Braves. Yeah, Rays, 54 and 28 at the top of the American League, but I'm going to make the prediction. It's kind of hot, but let's go with the Texas Rangers. I really like DeGrom over there. Texas is a very good team right now. They're like, what, the fourth fourth best team in baseball? Uh, Yeah, something like that. They're at the top of the AL West um, by five games. So I really like DeGrom over there. Seager, obviously. Simeon over there? I think he is. Marcus Simeon. Um... But yeah, very solid team they have over there. Forty-eight and thirty-one right now. They just played the 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 White Sox and they took that series against them. That was fun. Baseball talk with Hector Cummings and Henry Hogan signing out. Thank you very much for listening to this WXAV eighty-eight point three FM podcast. Be sure to visit our website wxav.com for more information on your escape from ordinary radio.